everyone, and welcome to episode number 186 of the Hawks Talk Podcast mm-hmm. and all things Atlanta Hawks Podcast, mm-hmm. hosted by two lifelong Hawks fans. As always, I am Jackson, joined today by my lovely co-host, Logan. Logan, how are you? Man, this fucking loser-ass basketball team. That's a good way to sum it up. That is a good way to sum it up. <laughs> I, no, this, no. Ah, you know, there's a... Uh, Every December, Jackson, we can never have a good Christmas round here because every December this team plays. I mean, this time last year we were watching Jarrett Culver play 30 minutes a night. And I think that was better than what we've watched the past two and a half weeks or so. So, um, yeah, yeah, man, you know. Uh, pain. Pain and misery. Words of the day. That is definitely a good way to summarize the past, like, little, like, honestly, like, what, like, like month almost at this point of Hawks basketball. I mean, it's almost been a month since JJ went down. So yeah, I mean, it's no secret. And I I was thinking about this, Logan. I'm curious what you think. I was thinking about this while doing my laundry yesterday. Like I don't think it's out of the realm of reality to say that since we have been doing this podcast, which I think we started near the 2020 NBA draft. So, you know, almost three or four seasons at this point, I don't think it's insane for us to say, Logan, that this is by far the worst, you know, stretch of Hawks basketball that we've had from a result standpoint. One of the worst, of course. I mean, you know, I might be forgetting something, but I mean, it's definitely up there, you know? Uh, I don't know. Because <laughs> I, I don't know if I have a, uh, like, hot take here or anything, but I don't, <laughs> like... I mean, we can just be real here. The Atlanta Hawks schedule. Um, like every single one of these losses, I'll, I'll read them out. Seven points to the Raptors. That one's bad. Seven points to the Nuggets. Uh, 11 points to the Sixers, but that one really was a lot closer. Just so the garbage time. One point to the Nets. 11 points to the Bucks. That was a lot closer. Just garbage time. Um, that's You're losing games by like two or three possessions. The teams that... Uh, you know, you have the Raptors. Uh, don't like that. They're they're not a good team. Nuggets just won a championship. 76ers, perennial Eastern Conference semifinals attendees. Uh, the Nets, decent team. It's one point. The Bucks won a championship like a year, two years ago. Going to be pushing for another one. We're losing by small margins to good teams. I get that doesn't make it better, but I'm not like fully losing my mind over this. Um, now, if we lose again tonight to Toronto, uh, but we have back-to-back against Toronto. If we lose to them again uh, at home, then actually, no, it's in Toronto again. What the hell is this, man? In Toronto again, then then you start just really starting, you know, people start throwing around the blow it up type of conversation. I'm not that worried. I'm not that, up- I mean, I'm not happy, but... It's just, it's just shit. It's just shitty. Like, like we are not getting our asses blown out. I don't know if I should phrase it like that, but you know what I mean? We're not getting our asses handed to us. We're just losing close games because we can't, we have bad stretches at the end or bad stretches in the third quarter or Trey Young doesn't get the foul called uh, against the Nets to go to the line to win the game because, you know, we're getting bad referees in like every game. You had the ejection with the Nuggets game. We lost by seven points. Do you guys think Trey Young in the second half is a seven-point swing? You know, like, we're just getting hosed. I really don't know how else to put it. I know that's a loser way to think about it, but 
I really feel like we're just getting hosed. Um, and it sucks, but I don't think the folks want us to talk about how we're so close. We're, we're, we're inching closer. We're so close. Guys, it's going to get better. Uh, I think the people want to hear us. Um, you know, they want us to be a soundboard for everyone freaking out, which I get. I don't blame you. Um, so, yes, Jackson, I, I'm prepared to say this team is going absolutely fucking nowhere until Jalen Johnson is back. And Jalen Johnson may not be back until we're eight games below 500. And at that point, we it may be a lost cause. Who knows? Uh, Hunter's been out like a couple games. Trey Young missed a game and got ejected from one. Um, so AJ Griffin has personal reasons that he's been out a couple games. Not that I think he's a significant rotation player right now, but you know he's been missing games. Hope everything's good with him. If you know, it's anytime you see personal reasons, it could be anything from you know mental health to family issues to literally just. It could be the opposite side of the spectrum and he's throwing a tantrum. But anytime that happens, you want to give sympathy because you never know. Um, but it's it's just it's it's not been fun to watch because like especially that Nets game, man, like I just uh it's just it's all bad and we have the Raptors tonight and there's there if there's one thing I dislike, it is the Toronto Raptors. So we we need to win. We really need to win for just mental health reasons, but Mental health reasons. Like, I, I get what you're coming from with, like, the, oh, the sky isn't falling point. It's just, like, whenever you've lost this me in a row, like, no matter how you lose them, it's just frustrating. Yep. I, th- I think, like, as a and, fan base, we're all just kind of frustrated. And a month ago, we were feeling, like, at the top of the world. Like, after, what what was it? Maybe, like, after the Pelicans game, when we felt peak, it was like, holy shit, like, things couldn't get better. Yeah, you're looking at about five weeks ago, and, and since then it's been such a like I think since then you can count the number of wins on a single hand. Like you, you eked out against the Magic, you beat the Pistons, you beat the Jesus, you beat the Nets in overtime, you beat the Wizards, and you beat the Spurs. That that is literally all in the past like five weeks uh, in terms of wins. That's actually kind of crazy when you put it like that. I mean, if you want a bit of a a fun stat out there, and Whew. this was. This, this is just bad for the Hawks, but good if you're trying to push a most improved player uh, narrative for Jalen Johnson. It's that oh, ever oh. since he got hurt in that Wizards game, he's one, one, and, one seven. and seven without him. So it's like, yeah. You're, yeah. If, I mean, if you're one and seven in your last eight, spin it however you want to, but people are going to get frustrated. And I, I feel like another source of frustration for a lot of us in the fan base, Logan, is just the simple fact that like a lot of things kind of like have gone back to how they were. I don't know if, I mean, the reason why today is not a doomcast like we talked about on Twitter was because I don't oh, know we'll, what it was. Today. We'll have some. We'll have some. We'll have oh, some. Oh, for sure. But you know, we had to you know kind of do some news reporting because you know today is you know December fifteenth, as you know, and that means a lot of players become tradable. Mm-hmm. And and there was a ton of news dropped today, so that's why you know today's not as you know oh this you know, oh everything burn it down. Let's all just have fun and troll. But yeah, I mean. I mean, there's tons of news reports today that I'm sure we're going to talk about, but yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like that adds on to the you know fire of not, people, no, I people will just say, being frustrated. Part of me was thinking about waiting till after to tonight's game because if we lose again to the Raptors, it'd be a full blown sky is falling. You know, we're just out here like making animal noises, like it's the wild. You know, like we've we've done whatever the opposite of evolution is, and we're nothing but just like prehistoric beings, just like screaming at the mic. Like unintelligible words. I think that's what would have happened if we lost again to the Raptors, which we still might. 
you know, the game starts in about an hour, hour and 10 minutes. So uh, we'll see. But yeah, I mean, I, it, it was hard for me to get fully on board with the Doom pod because like I'm just not dooming yet. But one issue that like it's not a good thing, but I'm kind of like, yeah, no point. No point in like expecting wins until Jalen's back. Which begs a whole other question. Why are we this dependent on a third-year player who up until, what was it, April of this year, May of this year, barely played? It, it's just, you know, uh, you can talk about I mean, bad. The man was getting DNP CDs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you can talk about bad roster construction, which I, I'm not. You see a lot of people, you know. The, I think the wrestler conversations, I think, you know, I'm, I'm not coming up to his defense even remotely anymore i'm not gonna say not that i was ever trying to like actually bootlick him but i was like you know i'm not trying to pay the tax for kevin herter i get it you know save it until you can actually get a good players but you know i'm not i'm not saying that anymore like whatever yeah he's a cheap ass it's going to be impossible to win uh (laughs) like be legitimate about winning if he never is even willing to touch touch the tax which who knows um but you know i i don't I'm not upset at anyone for blaming Nick Wrestler or excuse me, Tony Wrestler. Nick Wrestler, actually, I don't, I don't really care. You tell me, a uh, influential, powerful billionaire, uh, let his son like have a little job title. Yeah, man, that that is how the world works. For worse or for, I mean, really not even better or worse, just worse or worse. But that's how it works. Um, and there ain't shit I can do about it, so I'm not gonna scream into the void about it. But power to you. Um, people very upset with DeJounte Murray. I think, I think he's become the uh, official scapegoat, um, which some of it, I, I, I get it because you have to wonder why did we go from a 500 mediocre team before the DeJounte, before the DeJounte trade and we're the exact same team after, like we are just the exact same, like maybe we're a little better here, but we're a little worse there. It's a fair question. Um, I, I love DeJounte as a player, but I think it's fully fair to say I don't know if it's going to work with this roster iteration. Um, if we move on from DeJounte at any point, I'm going to root for the guy 100%. Like he, I, I know he liked two tweets that were kind of like grumpy. I don't care. I don't care that you know his dad said this is a clown show, which, by the way, guys, could have been about the refs. Like <laughs> Very easily could have been about the refs um, because it is a clown show. Why are fans allowed to sort of, you know, whatever. And then another one that sort of talked about like the rotation, which the rotations have not been perfect. There are bona fide stats that say DeJounte Murray is a markedly worse player with Clint Capella on the floor. And uh, last game against Toronto, his minutes and Capella's minutes matched up exactly the same. Um, It is a bona fide fact at this point that Clint Capella makes players around him worse on offense by a a large margin it is what it is it's the price that we are paying for his so-called rebounding and defense but he turns DeJounte into a pretty good slasher and decent shooter and decent playmaker on offense into a mid-range settling extremely streaky hot or cold high volume not that efficient score that's what Clint Capel does to DeJounte Murray and everyone really likes that first version of DeJounte and almost everyone really hates the second version of DeJounte. So, um, also, I, I do honestly think DeJounte's playing hurt. But I do get it. People are upset with the fact that he has not saved us. But, guys, he's not going to save us. It's time to move past that. Um, people, as DeJounte always, are mad. Murray, he is not your savior. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do the, the, like, stepping thing in that song. But, anyway. Um, 
people were mad at Hunter. Trey has had some bad moments, but he's been really good for, for weeks now. Like, he's been phenomenal um, pretty much night in, night out for weeks. I'm not saying he's been the best player on earth, scoring super efficiently, but there's been a lot of great nights from Trey Young, and it's hard to be upset with him. Uh, we wasted a bogey 40 bomb. Awesome. Love that. Um, Bogey's been an incredible player. Just, just got it. I love Bogey. If there's one thing I think every single Hawk fan can just like lock hands and, and like sing a nice spiritual song at a campfire, like Kumbaya or something. It's, it's thank God we have Bogey. Thank you, Travis Schlank for signing him. Thank you, uh, Landry Fields for extending him. We'll probably talk more about Landry Fields in a bit, but you know, love Bogey, but everyone else, man, it just feels like it's just not working. And I'm not sure why. We're not going to know why. But, Jackson, I've been talking too long. What are you thinking? I mean, obviously. I mean, first of all, you know, before I do anything else here, just want to say shout out to the guy, Bogey. I mean, that 40 bomb. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Put it, put, it, put, it, put it in the art museum, folks. That was a masterpiece in basketball. Um, I mean, we kind of talked about this today earlier just amongst ourselves. But the thing with the DeJounte thing is, is like, it's very funny to me how like people have gone so far to, you know, defend DeJounte Murray in the past. Like we talked about it here, but when DeJounte got traded and, you know, that stuff happened that summer when him, John and Trey were in the Pro-Am League, you know, he bounced the ball off the dude's head, the, the Palo <laughs> thing. And, uh, and then, you know, he said some things about the Spurs, you know, literally like Spurs fans were pushing this narrative that DeJounte Murray, I mean, if we're being honest, like it was like some pretty like just like, you know, messed up stuff to say on a personal level to someone. You know, I think a lot of it, you know, was just uncalled for at the end of the day. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, it's basketball. It's a player getting traded from your team. It's literally always going to happen. You know, it's it's the way things go, man. And Hawks fans then were willing to defend him by any means necessary and say, oh, yeah, none of this is true. You know, I, I think a main talking point was Spurs fans were, oh, this is how he's always been. Like, he's always been this guy. And but Pop's been able to, you know, cover it up. And, you know, that's just yeah. as, as if DeJounte as if DeJounte is an untrained animal. And Popovich was like yeah. the the animal whisperer. It, it, you you yeah, all know I what mean, it is. You all know what it is. We all know what it is. Yeah, we, we don't have to say it, but you know what it is. Anyways, and Hawks fans were like rightfully defending them, not only because he's a new player, but just like anybody in that situation should probably be defended. But, you know, DeJounte likes these tweets. And like Logan said, the tweet about the clown show could have very simply been about the ref. Like, and also it's funny to me, a hint of irony and hypocrisy on the second part, the same people who will sit there and get mad all during a game and, you know, very subtly, you know, find ways to blame people will be like, ah, damn, Quinn made some bad decisions tonight. But as soon as Najanti liked that tweet, it's, oh my gosh, you know, and this refers back to the point I was just on about, like, Oh my gosh, DeJounte's terrible. He doesn't care about the team. He cares about himself. He only cares about his stats. Why did we trade for this guy? I mean, it's just like, it's like, yo, like the past it, two years of your life, you're defending this guy and, and now you're, you're switching up switch. because of Twitter like about and something it, you also do. That is, yeah, and that's like DeJounte's a flawed player. I get it. He has not fixed us. He's not saved us. We're all very upset about it. You know, the fact that DeJounte couldn't elevate us to a 50 win team, the fit wasn't perfect. It was a risk and the risk hasn't paid off. I still love the player. I still love, like, I love the guy. Like, I don't, I obviously I don't know him, but you can tell that he, like, he plays with 
it's hard on his sleeve a little bit. He doesn't do that much. Like he got it. He got suspended one time, and uh, frankly, we all think it was complete bullshit. Jason Tatum puts his hands all did over Jason the referee, push the rest the entire and nothing thing. happens. And, and as soon as we did it, were the issues. But he can do it five times. But it's, oh, bad down to the Celtics yeah. Empire. It's like oh. yeah, yeah. So. Like I get it, he does some wild stuff. He does some stuff that backfires, but he he's a good player. He's a, he seems to be a very good teammate. He's dedicated to the team. He signed a four year, thirty million dollar contract when his market value is very easily more than that because everyone gets thirty million dollars a year now. I could read out all the players making thirty million a year, and there would be a lot of people worse than Dejounte Murray in that list. Um, Just wait until the con- summer. <laughs> that contract also completely like added value like trade value to him like like we can if we had to trade him which so many of you guys want to do now which i i'm not saying he's untouchable but like i he's just not first on my list he's probably not top two or three on my list of people to replace but i get it but if we do trade him it's you know it hey do you want a pretty good player on a good contract yeah we'll take two legit assets back like that's a very important thing that he did anyway i just I don't have it in my heart to blame the guy. Now, don't get me wrong. He's not nearly as good as defense at on defense as we were hoping. I get it. He gets beat a lot on offense. He's just streaky. Um, I do truly think he's it's a combination of him playing slightly hurt and him playing with Clint Capella. He's not getting to the rim as much as he was those first eight games because I know y'all don't remember it, but those first couple weeks, Trey Young Jackson, this is uh, a callback to your one of your uh, favorite quotes that you've made. Trey Young is playing like DJ Augustin, who has. Quavo's phone number and DeJounte Murray is playing like an all-star right y'all have forgotten that immediately like I get it it was not it was a pretty small sample size but DeJounte Murray can absolutely take over games he's won us games this year he's won us games last year he's a good player he's a streaky player y'all just have to live with who he is because you're expecting him to be a savior when he's not we didn't pay a savior price we paid a fringe all-star price and we got a fringe all-star and if you're gonna oh he's not a fringe all-star he's then just like shut up, leave me, leave me alone. You, you just not <laughs> leave even, me alone. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> you're just Take it somewhere you're, else. <laughs> you're just you're just not talking rationally. You're, you're being upset, which is fine. We're not we're not the rational people podcast, but you're just being kind of like you're being. There's a difference between being rational and being obtuse. Like, and frankly, you are being obtuse. Yeah, yeah. A lot of y'all sound like just wounded dogs, just crying and yelping, and it's like the the losing streak will end. Do you guys really think that this team is gonna? be like 25 and, and 57 at the end of the year. If, if we are that, then I think it'll be a very funny year for the podcast, and I'll see y'all on lottery night. But I just don't think we're that bad of a team. I don't think we're a good team. I think when Jalen comes back, we can get to a above 500 pace for sure. But we're not a great team. It is what it is. I'm not going to lose my mind about it because I, what am I going to do? Like, I... You know, there's rumors of things we people we could trade for, and I think we'll take that in stride, and we'll see. But I I get it. This isn't a championship year. This isn't a championship roster. But there's still, it's it, the sky just still isn't falling, man. It's just it's not falling. And I think finding scapegoats that aren't Hunter and Capella, because I think everyone is so like bored of doing that, because everyone knows Clint Capella is just not at his peak like he's just past his prime at least with us and it's sort of worn out his welcome which so be it because clint capello plays offense jackson have you ever seen like those like old defensive linemen in the nfl like from the 70s and like they're in their 60s now and they show you their hands and every single one of their fingers goes in a complete separate direction like their oh, their yeah, hands I'm familiar 
I think that's how Clint Capella like holds a basketball. Like that. Like there's no okay. other excuse for how. To- <laughs> okay. I was wondering where that was going, and yeah, I mean, and, it's and, pretty much and for, God, yeah. God forbid you pass it out of the paint for fucking once, man. Okay, that God actually forbid. is annoying. However, like that, God I will forbid. Say there's two things about a lot of things are annoying about Hawks basketball right now, and I feel like the annoyance is what leads to our frustration more than anything. One of them is how Dejounte seemingly, like the past like two weeks, has just like seeming he he just sometimes he just forgets how to play defense. I I don't understand it. I'm sure. I'm sure somebody else could explain it to you. It's not me. I'm not even going to try to. And also, this has been a reoccurring. I've always said that throughout the Capella era, and I'm someone who likes Capella. He's always done this, like the whole thing of where like he'll get an offensive rebound. He's not passing it out, bro. It's like playing with a center on 2K. Like he's there to get his stats, and if that means he's gonna, you know, get an offensive rebound, put the ball out four times, not pass it out once, not even look to pass it out once, and just keep getting shots up. The man's gonna do that. Like that's just that's who he is, and. I mean, the man's 30 years old. He's not stopping anytime soon. Like, that is who the guy is at this point. So, it just, I, it, and, it's annoying, absolutely. And it's let's just, just like, say, I hope he's someone else's problem soon. Um, problem's not the right word. He's 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 a useful player, but he's worn out as welcome. I think my thesis for, for this stretch, Jackson, is none of us, nobody in this fan base thinks that this team's winning like 52 games and making the finals this year. Right. Like I think we're all in agreement that barring a miracle, that's not happening. Right. So like, if that's the case, I'm not saying blow it up, but I'm saying like, why, why, why hold on to things that we don't need to hold on to? Um, I don't agree with Jonesy on many things, but Jonesy did say, uh, he did say trade DJ, which I, I'm not so urgent on that, but he was like trade hunts or trade Capello. Like, They don't move the needle that much anymore, which I agree. Like, why linger on these guys when they're not moving the needle for us when we can trade them? Most likely probably still play at the same level, maybe get an asset or two back, and then just see what we have. Like, we know what we have in Jalen Johnson. We have the most beautiful baby boy that's ever been given on this planet Earth. We know we have that. A Kongwu, it's time we figure out, like, is he like is he good or is he fake good? It's, It's time we figure that out. He's... We just we have to actually figure that out if he can actually start or if we just have like a twelve million dollar a year backup, you know, friend starter, which I'm not even that upset about. Like it's fine, but we need to know what he is, legitimately what he is. Because like otherwise we need to draft or acquire center. Um DeAndre Hunter, I honestly I think when he's been healthy this year, which has been most of the year, he's actually played pretty well for the most part, but it's just very clear he he has flaws and deficiencies that hurt our real like long term sort of capability to win more than forty five games in this season. Um, and he's also currently hurt right now, so who knows how long that'll be. Um, he's a limiting player. I think trading him, you know, the the issue is is that you know Wesley Matthews terrible, um, understandable but terrible. Garrison Matthews, I'd say a step above terrible, but not good. AJ Griffin, personal reasons, is out right now, but has played terrible. Um, unsurprisingly, the wing depth is bad, and DeAndre Hunter's not not great. So, I, you know, it's it's my thesis on the season has gone from I think we can win forty seven games to I think we probably could win forty seven games, but it's probably not going to happen. Um, and I don't want to linger and like do the draft night dance again. Oh, Capella, Hunter, like let's move along. Let's have a, let's have a real proper development year. 
let's 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 develop. And you know what? If if it pisses Trey off, I don't know what to tell you. Like superstars are not supposed to ask. Which Trey Young being a superstar is arguable, I guess, depending on your definition. But for our sake, I am calling him a superstar. Superstar asking out that shouldn't happen after you make the playoffs three years in a row and then you miss or are fringe once. Like, do you guys remember the Mavericks last year? They traded for Kyrie and they fucking bottomed out. They they were in the lottery. They missed the playoffs by a couple games. We actually were the reason they basically got knocked out. They, in the offseason, they made a good draft selection. Derek Lively, good player, rotation player immediately. I think he starts for them. And he's not going to blow up the stat sheet, but he's a good, effective player. The type of player that would also be very useful for us. Basically just a young version of, the like, the good stuff Capella provides with some, you know, room to grow and stretch the floor. They made a good free agent addition, Grant Williams, solid player. And importantly, they made a good, uh, they got rid of a player that was good for them. They got rid of Christian Wood, which is like very good thing for them. I think essentially we're like having a deja vu moment and we're doing what that, what happened there. I'm not saying we'll trade for Kyrie because there are, or that type of trade, because there are rumors that we could trade for Laurie Markinen. Pascal Siakam we will talk about that in a few minutes but I think we go through the season developmentally if we make the playoffs if we miss the playoffs so be it I think we'll be close either way I I think this is a decent team especially when Jalen is back I think we're a bona fide good team but we'll see how it goes you make a good subtraction maybe even two Hunter Capella Capella's number one on my list for that Hunter's number two Hunter's probably harder to trade so I get it you make a good addition I don't know who and you make a good draft pick. I don't know who. I think that's what we model our stuff after. It's not the end of the world. It's it's a step back in a in the process. I get it, but the process is not linear. It's it's not a straight line from rebuild to championship. It's ups and downs. And I don't know. Uh, I've been I've been rambling way too much. I, I, this is this does not need to be the. Uh, I'm sorry that you guys can hear my dogs. By the way, they're probably going off. But Jackson, take the floor for a little bit. You uh, I've I've been rambling far too long. Yeah, I mean, I I think after I do this little, you know, segment here on my own that uh, we're going to head into today's rumors and trade talks that I kind of referenced earlier and you just did as well. Um, 100% agree with what you're saying, Logan. Like, I feel like I feel like the rest of the season, like there's a lot of discussion about, you know, should the Hawks do this? Should the Hawks do that? And I think the way to proceed is like you said, like you really do need to use this year because to do like a soft reset development year thing to see what you have, evaluate players and it's something that, you know, I talked about, you know, yesterday with some people um, is that, you know, if you're looking at the, the Hawks uh, picks, you know, they don't have control of their picks for the next three years. So this is the final year that they're going to have control of their pick, uh, can do whatever. I mean, it can be as high as one. It can be as low as 30 if, you know, they win the damn title or whatever. You know, you know how it goes. And I feel like 100 percent you need to do a soft reset, um, you know, players feelings be damned. I mean, at this point, you know, it the guys are going to have to realize it's for the best. If we keep pushing on like we are like, I, I, I agree with what you said in this perspective. I didn't really consider is, um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like the best way for the Hawks to proceed the, you know, the, the next little while, I guess up until the trade deadline is to do a bit of a soft reset where, you know, you're going to be focused more on evaluating and continuing to evaluate guys. And when I say that, I mean, <laughs> I mainly mean a guy like Onyeka Kongwu, because like you said, Logan, like, we extended a Kongu, but at the same time, we really don't know if a Kongu is like the center of the future or if he's, you know, I mean, when I say that the starting center of the future, or if he's just like a nice little rotational player to have, like we know his talent level, but is he consistent enough? Can he deal? Can he, you know, overcome his weaknesses of, you know, 
some of the bigger bigs in the leagues who give him trouble? And can he find that consistency that we're looking for in a center, you know, who's going to be starting and playing 30 plus minutes a night? Or is that something where we have to go out and get someone? So I think the best way to proceed, Logan, I think you had it spot on is you're going to want to, you know, sell off some of the older guys. You know, I'm looking at guys like Capella. Um, I guess I should say this as well. Bogey is someone I'm really looking less at. I know he's older and has, you know, the injury stuff. And I I'm, I assure you that out of everybody on the team, he who, wins if games. we went to a seller, <laughs> Bogey would by far have the highest value. Like, just, just so everyone's aware, it would, it's not, I think Bogey would fetch you two first from like a contender or something, you know, a team, you know, in the playoff hunt. But that's besides the point. But I don't. I I would be really a lot less inclined to move Bogey than a few guys on the roster, and mainly that's because I do have a personal love for Bogey. But also at the same time, it's like you said, Logan. You just said it. The, the man wins you basketball games. Like that's just how it is. Um, but I really do feel like this is an opportunity for you know move off of a guy like Capella. I still feel like Capella is a very valuable asset in this league. I feel like you could get a first for him. A guy like Hunter, like so you, you referenced the Jonesy Twitter earlier in that tweet. Jonesy says uh, trade Hunter for <laughs> value. I'm not trying to come at Jonesy when I say this. I'm just letting you know if a Hunter trade happens, it's not for value, folks. <laughs> just, just keep it real, with y'all. You know, I, I don't lie to the people. Uh, I think if, if, I think we'd be pretty if a Hunter pretty trade lucky. Happens, we'd be pretty lucky to get Cameron to trade level value. I think. Yeah, like honestly. Plus the fact that there has to be salary matching. So you're looking at 22 million that has to match. <clears throat> Honestly, like or trade hope exception. for a Cam Reddish, hope for a Cam Reddish level return. And honestly, just be expecting like a John Collins-esque trade. Yeah. Speaking of which, shout out to John Collins. He found himself back on the trade block. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I oh, mean, man. I, I, I like the guy, but you have to admit, Logan, it's just funny. It just keeps I, happening to him. I blame Utah. Like... Yeah, no shit. This guy is not doing that well in your system. <laughs> like anyone could have told you that if John Collins was in Indiana right now, he'd be putting up 24 points a game. Now, I'm not saying they'd be particularly good, but playing that Lloyd Pierce pick and roll meme hoofball that that they run over there, John Collins would be lighting up the stat sheet. Now, they would not they'd not be going anywhere like they're not winning. They're not going to the conference finals or nothing, but. They, you know, I guess maybe that's maybe they do trade for him. I don't know. But, um, yeah, Utah is a bad fit for him. So I I feel a little sad for John, but also he made twenty five million dollars a year for, you know, for playing basketball. So how bad can I really feel for the guy? Um, But, yeah, yeah, not 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 too surprising that Utah like looked at the contract is like, oh, shit, we're paying twenty five million for fourteen and six. yeah, welcome to our world, man. But I guess this is where we pivot to the trade stuff because um, this morning, you know, December fifteenth, it's like it's like when you first start turning on the stove, man. You you start cranking that dial because um, a lot of these extension people in the offseason are now starting to get eligible for trades. Laurie Markkinen was mentioned as a target force. Pascal Siakam once again was mentioned as a target force. Um, I think both our thoughts on Siakam are pretty clearly established. Uh, I think as every single game, which by the way, Pascal Siakam actually torched us per usual. Um, he hit like five threes and he had hit maybe 12 the entire season before that. So that's just so fun. That's so on brand. But anyway, uh, both our thoughts on Siakam are pretty well established. Um, but with every game that passes, 
his value gets lower and lower because he is a rental for all intents and purposes. Um, you got to look at like the Kyrie trade last year where it was Dorian Finney-Smith and like a protected first. Like, it's just, it's, it's, and probably even less than that because you could argue Kyrie is a much a higher value player than Siakam, at least on the floor. The off the floor stuff kind of, you know, especially last year when everyone was, you know, anyway. <clears throat> but both their thoughts are, are pretty clear on that. You're less, you're, you're, Pretty strongly not a big fan of it. I'm okay with it, but at this point, you really can't give him much. Like, here's Clint Capella and, like, one decent asset. Like, maybe the Kings pick. But even then, you have to be really confident you're extending the guy. Because if you're not extending the guy, don't trade for anybody. Like, we're not we're not going anywhere particularly far this year. Why? why the Hawks are not going anywhere mm-hmm. this year that would benefit them by getting a rental, and that and that is for everybody in the league except for like maybe five or ten guys, respectfully. Yeah, like the five or ten best players in the league. If you got them on a rental, you might be going somewhere. But without them, yeah, you ain't going anywhere. Don't now, do it <laughs> now. Yeah, but the keyword there is rental. If there's a multi year contract guy you can go get that addresses your needs, like Sadiq Bay last year, that's a good trade. I don't know if I, I'm committed to Sadiq Bay beyond this year, but for five second round picks, yeah, screw it. Good trade. Um, Alex Caruso, if if you got him for cheap, you know what? I bet he'd help us. I bet he'd help us win games now, and I bet he'd show these losers what freaking perimeter defense looked like, so maybe it'd be good. Um, but yeah, the Siakam stuff, like, I think it'd be interesting, but yeah, it's, it's, it feels similar to the Jante trade where it's like, well, it's not really an ideal fit, but you know we gotta we gotta get better. We gotta add more talent, and he's available. You know, let's not make. A, I only I don't want to call the Dejounte trade a mistake, but let's not let's not have the same thought process twice when it really has not pushed us forward. Um, the other one, which we have really not even entertained, is Laurie Markkinen, Jackson. I mean, you know, you know how you know how I feel about Laurie Logan. I'm a fan. I, I, I'm interested. And I'm looking up Laurie's contract. He is rest of this year, and then next year, and then he's a UFA. Um, he's you're looking at 17 this year, 18 next year. I, ironically, very similar to the Jante situation when we traded for him. Two years of very very good money. Um, I mean, he's a forward. He's either a very big small forward or you know, normal size power forward. He just, ever since he got to Utah, all he does is score. Um, I, I love a stat from him. He's averaging 17 field goals attempted per game this year, Jackson. A singular assist per game. He is basically, he's basically the European uh, Michael Porter Jr. Um, only <laughs> only better uh, to, to his, to his, uh, to his credit. He's, he's better than Michael Porter Jr. Um, I mean, Michael, Michael Porter Jr. Honestly, nobody passed the ball to in Utah. Call it a day. Call it a day. And that is, that is, who cares? That is the other thing. Um, if I'm Laurie Markin and I'm out there chasing stats on one of the worst teams in the league, I'm not passing the ball to the likes of Ochai Baji or Walker Kessler or John Collins. I, I'm getting mine and you could figure out yours, you know? Like, yeah. Not to be rude, but. Yeah, that's completely fair. That's the way rebuilding teams go, especially if you're a player who, you know, Conceivably, could get out. Yeah. Um, so, I think then you look at the fit on the team. Um, he would 
pretty obviously fit into one of their forward spots. The truth is the difference between small forward and power forward is not like, oh no, if you start him at small forward, then all these bad things happen. If you, if Laurie Markman, wherever forward position he starts, if he does the same things on offense, which is shoot the ball, get to the line, he's not passing, he's not making an extra pass, he's a play finisher, not a playmaker, he would be a good player. Uh, if you let Jalen Johnson make plays, get to the cup, uh, cut, make good passes, um, take the occasional shot, it would work. It doesn't matter what they're starting at. Um, Jalen Johnson, better defender. I don't truly know how good Laurie Markman is on defense. Um, because why would I watch Utah? It's one Jones? of those things where he's like not like terrible, but at the same time, it's not like optimal. You know, like he we, really is like just in the middle. We would have to go and get more perimeter defenders, pretty much regardless. Um, so you have to do that regardless of how the season goes. I mean that 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 that's the number one issue with the Hawks. You know, that's just that's what it is. Yeah. Um, Jesus, he's officially lifted lift, listed at seven feet. I thought he was listed at like six ten. Um. Lo- Stretch five, hmm? <laughs> all offense. Mm-hmm. Fuck the defense. We are here to have a meal. I mean, the thing about Lori is that the man can put the ball in the basket. He can shoot the damn ball and he can rebound. And you know, looking at it from a stretch five, yeah, you probably don't want to play in, you know defense like that. But Logan, Hell I'm no, not sure don't. if you know, we got a Kongu on the damn team. I mean, that kind of makes sense to me now that we talk about it. You know, just saying. I mean, a Kongu as the <laughs> a non-stretch four. Akongu, he's the no. Akongu's the four who you know runs the pick and roll with Trey on offense, and then he's the five playing down low on defense. When you put it like that, I it, mean, think not, about it. I mean, we're here to have a meal. Play Jalen at the three. Lori's the four on uh, defense, the five on offense. You know, Trey and Dejounte. There you go. That is a squad. That is a squad. You know what, man? Did we, did we just fix the Hawks? Did we just fix the Hawks, guys? <laughs> Landry! Landry, pick up our phone! we did it! Landry, answer the phone! It's us, the Hawks Talks, boys. We fixed the team! Yeah, yeah. The thing, this time we didn't make 2K trades to do it. Yeah. My thing with Lori is... um, He's going to be expensive. <laughs> he's going to be expensive. And also, I'm sorry, what exactly changed from his time in uh, Chicago and Cleveland? Because as far as I can really tell, it's just he went from being the third option, fourth option to being the first option. And now it's like, fuck yeah, I'll take 17 shots a game. <laughs> um, I will say, like, the thing about Lori is, like, he has phenomenal, like, he's one of the best off-ball movers in the league. And I, I feel like in Quinn's system, once again, Logan, we are here to have a meal. And, you know, I'll take any guy who doesn't need the ball in their hands. You're talking about being one of the best in the league at it. I mean, I mean, also, me. you, you have to account for the fact he would get the Trey Young buff. Um, he would get the, oh, uh, buff, the well-noted one. Yeah. The, the plus 3% from three, the, you know, a lot easier shots at the rim. He would get that buff. Um, so Laurie Markkinen, a much better fit than Pascal Siakam. I think he's, I think Siakam, I will take him on defense. Um, not by a huge margin just cause I, I think Siakam's, you know, I like, we have forwards that can defend. We don't have Guards and like real wings that can defend and Siakam That's nor issue. we have no perimeter defense and Siakam sparked and, by any team from three and Siakam nor Markinen are fixing that so it is what it is Markinen fits better though but like you said he's more expensive because there's a year and a, you know a year and three quarters left on his contract a very cheap contract and then after that he's looking at big money but uh, so is everyone in the NBA um, uh, you are trading with Danny Ainge a known asset hoarder. Um, so he would want 
I mean, obviously, you know, for the Hawks, we we don't really know, but he would want DeAndre Hunter to match his salary or something similar and to sort of fill in minutes. And then you're looking at, I mean, Glenn Willis tweeted this, and also shout out to Glenn Willis. Uh, we don't, you know, we're, we're very different spheres of the of the Hawks universe because Glenn Willis is very analytical. We're very emotional. Um, he's uh, he's obviously a very smart basketball guy. But Glenn Willis said, like, one thing the Hawks are going to have to deal with now with every trade is the other team is always going to bring up Jalen Johnson's name. Um, that's not happening. Uh, I, th- I think yeah, it's that's a far- Honestly, but, like... But the other teams are going to try. Honestly. But <laughs> the issue is, is there, you're looking at... worlds in which Jalen is the last part of the Hawks I trade. I'm sorry. Oh my I God. love that guy too much. Yeah, I love yeah. him too much, Logan. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm with you. It's uh, it's heinous to say, but it's it's honestly real. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Right. I mean, he would want, because you got to remember, Utah is one of those teams like OKC that has a billion picks. Because they traded Gobert for like four picks and a swap and, and like players and stuff. They traded Donovan Mitchell for like four picks, a player, or f- yeah, four picks, Laurie Markinen himself and um, some other stuff. Like they have just an, oh, they also traded Royce O'Neal for a first. Like they have, an, oh, I think so. Actually, they used that one last year. Point being, they have an obscene amount of firsts. Maybe they want more because that seems to be a trend. I don't know. But you're looking at trading Hunter for salary, AJ Griffin, and my guess would be at least King's pick and then one of your real firsts down the line, which the Hawks are kind of like, we can't trade any of our own first till 2029. All right, 2029. Here you go. (laughs) Like... You know, you can kick that can down the road. Um, I'm not necessarily going to. Yeah, I mean, you could also do some third team stuff. Like maybe yeah. you in that Capella, trade, you also Capella elsewhere for a na- pick. Yeah, navigate. <clears throat> yeah, Capella elsewhere for a pick. Send it. And then like you throw in like. Sadiq Bay or something. Bufkin. Oh, Bufkin. You know? Bufkin's. Yeah, that's one I had forgot because Bufkin. It's it's real a shame that he I mean, got hurt. Because I mean, Utah needs a point guard. I mean. <laughs> I, I will say Keontae George is pretty good, but yeah, they, they could. And I believe Keontae George was actually taken right after Kobe Bufkin. Um, they need a point guard. Don't let them watch <laughs> the summer league tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was what I was going to say is like, I really wish Bufkin didn't get hurt. So that way at least someone could see how he's doing in G league just to get like a gauge on that. But you know, also if we trade our picks, it's not necessarily a bad thing to keep Bufkin for like, yeah, yeah. you're going to want players who are under control because if yeah. you don't have a pick till 2029. It's, I mean, you know, obviously the picks in between. Yeah. You would be looking till about 2028 till you have a pick in your own control. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the way the Spurs are looking, I'm not too worried about them swapping with us in 2026, but that is some ways down the line. So you never know. Anyway, have they uh, won a game since November? Does anybody? Know? I don't think so. Them, the <laughs> them, the Wizards and the Pistons are like. Yeah, no. If I was doing a Wizards Pistons first podcast, and I'm saying this isn't one of the fan of the you know who does the Hawks, I would not be doing a podcast. No way. If the Hawks ever get that bad, I quit. <laughs> if if you go and tankathon, uh, the NBA home thing, it's like lost the streaks, lost twenty one, lost eighteen, lost six. <laughs> Oh, it's bad. Hawks are right by the way at lost five. Lost yeah. five. Were they were there with Portland at lost five? Um Cleveland's lost three. Yeah, which does make sense. Tonight Cle- is a perfect uh, tonight is a perfect night to snap snap this little runt we're on. Mind you. Just want to get that off my chest. Yeah. So need it. I'm with you. I think we'll talk about the game briefly to end the podcast, but a little more marketing and stuff. Like it's gonna be expensive. There's gonna be other bidders, but yeah, it is a good fit. It is a Logical fit. Um, it doesn't fix us, 
but Lord have mercy, would we have a fucking offense? <laughs> like it would kind of be insane. I it would mean, kind of be obscene. Seriously, yeah. Um, and, and when you mentioned it, having those Okongu, Markinen, Bigs lineups with Jalen there, I think you have enough rebounding there to to make it work. Because I, I, Markinen, he's a big guy. He's obviously not a physical rebounder. He's. I not mean, the guy can rebound. He's seven feet tall. If you can't yeah. grab a rebound and you're seven feet tall, I mean, yeah. like, I mean what, what are I, what are I, you doing? He's grabbing. Eight and a half a game. He grabbed eight and a half last year per game. Two, two, uh, offensive. Like he's he's a solid rebounder. He's not he's not he's not one of the sucker white boys. Let's put it let's put, let's put it that way. He, he can he can grab rebounds. He's not just shooting threes and calling it a day, y'all. Yeah, he's not he's not like a I don't know Michael Porter Jr. or something, which I did compare him to. But he's a better player than Michael Porter Jr. Just grinding an axe against Michael Porter Jr. for no reason. What do yeah. you do to you, Logan? <laughs> I don't. I respect him. He's just he's just a funny archetype of player. But um my own, I mean the price is is big. You are looking at a very big price to pay, and you're looking at the fact that we don't have Well the, the, another aspect of it is like if the Hawks are gonna pay a big price, hopefully it's for the well well heralded and uh, you know, Hawks Fox podcast meme of a three and do superstar wing, of course. Uh, Laurie Barkin is not that. So I like the guy, but he, he's not the three D superstar weight. Uh, but which he, does throw some wrenches into it. So, but he does put up all star level stats. He he does he do does. that. So, um, I am a bit concerned that again he would be um, at best he'd be the number two option here. Like for whatever reason, if he's just much better for us than DJ is, he's the number two option. He's not putting uh, up twenty five a game here. Most likely. Theoretically, if the Hawks do get somebody like Laurie Markin, not Siakam, because I, I don't play that change thing. If the Hawks get Laurie Markin, would you maybe look to move DJ or what? No, you gotta you gotta give that like uh some Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um like let's say let's say we traded let's say you traded for Markinen next week. You got you got you got what, fifty games? a sample of the everyone probably about 45 of them knocking wood with Jalen healthy. You run that starting lineup, Trey, DJ, JJ, um, marketing a Kongu because in this universe, Capella is out of there. Um, although really marketing pretty used to playing next to a guy like Capella. Cause he plays next to Walker Kessler, who is a uh, white Capella, <laughs> I guess. Um, at least stylistically, um, only attempts the occasional three. Um, you got to try it out. And you know what? If it's not working with DJ, it would hurt. But I think you could get some decent value for him back. You could get at least one first-round pick for him, maybe two if there's some protections. Or you could get, obviously, you'd have to get salary back, a player and a first. Like It's not like DJ's values in the mud. I don't think – I think DJ's a good player. I think he's a streaky player. I think in about a week or two's time, DJ is going to hard carry the team to a win – and a lot of people on Twitter are going to be quiet about it. Like, that's that's just how it is. That's just how this thing works. But, um, you know, you would have to give it some time because... Dude, yeah, no. DJ is legit a good player. It's hard to cut you off. And, like, he's getting such disrespected. Like, I can 100% say in my heart, I get we're all frustrated. I get there's meme being made because the Hawks are losing. 
DJ inconsistent player, but he's still a good player. Let, let's 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 not take the piss here, guys. Like the other day, Logan, like yesterday, I think I saw I saw a Pistons fan on Twitter say I would shoot myself if Dejounte Murray was on my team. Don't you lost twenty one games? You should shoot yourself oh, yeah. now. There, I mean, that thing. I mean, let's not troll here. That thing where some people are saying they take Jeremy Grant over him, and it's like, dude, that 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 little real ball or trill guy. I don't know what his name is. But you know, we we all know he's one of the edgy, you know, little NBA Twitter guys that you know the super I need, fan. I need him dead. I need him dead and buried. In the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, listen, that guy. Who did he say he would take over to Jaw Take? Oh my gosh. I think he said like any other NBA player or something. It was ridiculous. I mean, the DeJounte disrespect is an all-time high. I, I don't know what he did to people to deserve this. Like, if, are y'all that mad that he he kind of, him and Paulo got into it? Are y'all that mad he dribbled the ball dribbled the ball off the basketball someone who was grabbing around his nether regions? Are, are you that mad that he maybe told Spurs fans that were insulting and throwing, you know, personal attacks at his four-year-old daughter at the time? Like that, he's like, oh yeah, have fun rebuilding. They're rebuilding. He was right. All right, listen, y'all are losing a lot. You people have not won a game since November fourth. All right, listen, that's almost three, two months ago at this point. In a couple of weeks, that that'll be two months since you've won a game. It's yeah. just ridiculous. Shout out to my guy DJ. Yeah. He might be frustrating. He might not be playing the best basketball right now, but it's getting out of hand, Logan. But sufficient to say, if the time does come that we have to say, you know, sorry, it didn't work out, DJ. Jackson, and I will be very sad. Uh, we'll be sad. Oh, I will. Yeah. No, he will understand. Dude, regardless of I, everything, will I'll be rooting for him wherever he goes, and, unless he literally goes scorched earth on us. And I don't mean like the snarky little comment he said to San Antonio. I mean if he goes scorched earth like James Harden, like uh, like James Harden the other time he did it, or like James Harden the third time he did it. Um, if he went scorched earth, then maybe I'd be like, all right, man, just fuck off. But no, I, I do love DJ. I get it. He's not a perfect basketball player, but I'm telling you guys, it won't be long before DJ has a 37 point masterpiece and everyone's like, Oh my God, I love DJ. They got it. You know, that's how it goes. But dude, Jalen's going to come back and he's apparently coming back soon is what Steve Holman said on like a podcast that Steve Holman was on. He's like, it's looking like it'll be more of, you know, this is actual news. It's looking like it'll be more of four weeks than six weeks, which is awesome because JJ's back. Dog's going to win five games. All right. DJ and Trey are going to play good in like four out of five and one game. DJ is going to lead us to a win and, and the tides are going to turn Logan. And the, it's and it's people possible. Are just, it's legitimately possible because there, there's an it, opening guys like Cleveland's going to every year. Cleveland's going to be in the dirt for a bit. They got they got some injuries. Yeah, send your prayers to Cleveland. Ain't nothing wrong with them, but Mobley and Garland are, are hurt, and uh, they also have to le- live in Cleveland. So you know, I I mean I hate to do this, but people doom and gloom about the Hawks. At least we didn't trade four first and like players and salary and Laurie Mark. Donovan Mitchell Mitchell genuinely might be out. We he's, we might have there. a Donovan Mitchell Hawks conversation soon. Nah, I'm and, good. and also while we're here, I, I've never heard anybody have I've never heard anyone say they're going on vacation to Cleveland. I'm good. I'm good on Donovan Mitchell. He's a great player. He's not what we need, but fantastic player. Yeah, I, I don't know. We need the three and D superstar wing. Where are you? Where are you? <laughs> it's J- it's Jalen Johnson. We just have to we just have to keep developing him. I guess. Um, Positive manifestation. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we could we could be Cleveland because they got you know their their bright young star has been the same player this year as he's been for the last two years. Um, I mean, you know, we have two teams at the NBA have lost 20 games in a row. I mean, it, it's not all bad, people. Like, yeah, the team's frustrating, but at least you can do something else while the Hawks play. I mean, if you're one of a fan of the Spurs or the Pistons, you have to live with that every day of your life. Yeah, so 
look on the bright side, but yeah. Um, so in about probably 10 minutes, oh, t- yeah. it's, it's going to be tip yeah. off. Tip off is about to happen. Yeah. So I don't know if anyone's going to be listening to this. <laughs> Let me think about it. Um, oops. But I um, mean, this is essentially like any other one we've done. Keys to the game, you know, play some damn defense, hit some damn shots. Don't let Siakam go off on you. And uh, yeah. yeah, you should be good. Uh, don't 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 let the don't let the opposing team randomly shoot perfect from three in the third quarter for yeah, whatever reason. Yeah, that was upset. We didn't even talk about the game, but that shit was don't so give up and quit on yourselves in the second and third quarter, and then make an aspired comeback in the fourth to get our hopes up before losing again in hilarious fashion. And yeah, I mean that's that's a good routine. There you go. You're welcome. Give me Atlanta. Wow. Give me should hire us. Give me Atlanta Hawks one twenty three, Toronto Raptors one eleven. Hawks in the street. Uh, Hawks one forty seven. Uh, Raptors ninety eight. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Why not? Uh, 50, blow out. Uh, they blow them out of there. A fifty point proper basketball. Of- <laughs> it's gonna be blood on the floor. I need Kyle Kuzma dead. <laughs> gonna be a blowout. Fifty point win by the Hawks. It coming now. Uh, the Raptors. You gotta. You gotta fire my side now. You just lost fifty. You lost by fifty points. It'd be like what the Chargers did. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. that that was a Dan Quinn loss right there. Just so everyone is aware. Mm, mm. At least a few I, of those myself. at least Arthur Smith has the decency to lose by like five every time instead of by thirty. That might four. be worse because you can't just turn the game off. You have to stay glued to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, Jackson, uh, what else? What else we got? We already wrapped this up. All right, 10 days away from Christmas, Patreon subscription, Hawks Talks Patreon subscription for the family. $8, $10 tier, about 10 plus hours of bonus content. Uh, yeah, I'm selling out. I don't care. Y'all got to deal with the ads. It, it's uh, Rent is due, my brothers. Rent is due, and I am coming to, to advertise to make my rent money. I need some money. No, I mean, joking about the last part, but no, seriously. It's a good investment. Get yourself one. A lot of Hawks Talks content over there that you might not have listened to. A lot of fun stuff, too, and more stuff coming at the end of this month. But yeah, besides that, you know, just the normal stuff. Logan, you got anything else to say? Uh, let's let's go, you Crystal Palace. All right, that's all. Yeah, that, that that's so real, bro. Playing against Man City tomorrow, big fixture. You know, you know, you know, it's gonna be quite a different place. All right, anyways, uh, <laughs> just want to say thank you guys for listening and supporting place. us as always. Sorry that this pod wasn't out yesterday. You know, uh, you're Jackson. Never, something happens. I, I fell asleep when we were supposed to record. Yeah, I don't care. Listen, it happens. All right, whatever. Don't blame me. I'm only human after all. <laughs> yeah, anyways, just want to say thank you guys for always listening and supporting us. You know, have a happy and safe holiday season as we move into it. Um, You know, be safe. You know, enjoy watching the Hawks if you can. 50-point blowout win coming tonight. And uh, like I said, check out the Patreon. Check out our Twitters. A lot of fun stuff on both of those. And uh just want to say... As always, thank you for listening. Love you. Goodbye.